0: Coming up, we have the CEO of App Radar. You're about to discover why niching down is so important for growth, how App Radar will optimize your ASO workflow, and how to optimize your Apple Search Ads. Oh, wait, one more thing. The ups and downs of running a SaaS company. Stay tuned. The most action packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. AppRadar helps you accelerate your mobile growth through their simple ASO platform, and they set up optimized Apple search ads to help you scale up your user acquisition. Check them out at appradar.com. Look, app discovery is hard. That's why Wildfire is creating an ecosystem of apps whose users are incentivized to discover and share their favorite apps. Check out their free SDK at wildfire.software. What is up App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business, because I talked to some phenomenal people in the mobile space to really get their story so that we can get action-packed content that we can all collectively use to grow our business. And today, I've got a good friend of mine. Met him. A couple of years ago in Santa Cruz, came out to a retreat of ours. We've always kept in touch. I love their platform. I'm super excited excited to have them as a sponsor as well. But let me introduce the guests. We're going to talk all about the sexiness of an app, the adoption of ASO, search ads, tips, and so much more. Without further ado, his name is Thomas Nig. he's the CEO and co-founder at AppRadar, an ASO platform that's going to help you with keyword research. It's going to help you with your search ads as well. They've got some amazing clients that you might've heard of, Tinder, Avi, another good friend of mine, Microsoft, and so much more. Go check them out. It is appradar.com. Thomas, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Steve, thank you very much for having me.
0: I know I butchered your last name, but hey, man, welcome. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about, I think the, the best part that we talked about a little bit was just the sexiness of an app. So before even we talk about like growth and organic growth, like talk to me about your thoughts on the sexiness of an app.
1: Yes. Uh, so uh, to, to give the guys some kind of context, the. Uh, also, going back a little bit to where we initially met, I think uh, it's, I don't know, something like already six years ago or something like that. I would say it was really in the beginning uh, of the term of abstract Optimization. I can remember, you know, like I was one of your first and probably biggest fans. Uh, so this goes really back uh, some time. And oh, cool, man. Also from, from me, <laughs> Yeah. And so that's really awesome. So thank you very much for, for all the content that you pre- uh, created over the over this time, uh, because I think it's really pushing the industry forward, and that's awesome. So, thank you very much. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Coming back to your question, uh, I think uh, if we look at the app stores over the time, they, you know, like they became more mature. When we look back at the beginning, I think it was enough. You know, like if you had an app and this app was somehow working, and you could put it in the app store, and it was getting traction. But nowadays, you know, uh, there are a lot of statistics out there telling, uh, giving us the numbers, and the numbers are saying people are downloading less apps than they did years before. They're becoming more picky. They're becoming more selective. And I think uh, one of the concepts that we love to push over here at AppRadar is really the concept of, you know, like the sexiness of an app. Uh This is, you know, uh, very tight, strong together to the topic of App Store optimization. So really, uh you know, like uh, getting your App Store presence to the top to making it as attractive as possible for your potential users out there. And uh, this is a concept that we, you know, like really try to push very hard because uh, there is, I think, a lot uh, room for improvement left uh, in probably most of the apps out there in the app store, and um, the the ones that are doing it the best are uh, uh, also the ones that are getting, you know, like most uh, out of the traffic, having the highest conversion rates and things like that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's so important because you 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 and I both get these questions like, "Hey, I'm not getting that many downloads on my app. Like, what can I do?" And it's just like you look at an app, and I told this one guy who continually like it pings me on Skype and I say, like your app doesn't look good. And so I think, you know, what would you say is the most important factor in trying to find of trying to get a sexy idea or a sexy app?
1: Yeah, so totally. Uh, the, I, I can also feel you concerning these questions. Um, I think, you know, it's it's in the first step, it's you know like being visible on keywords. This is, you know, like where I would say classical App Store optimization comes in and you know like getting some traction, getting people on your App Store page. But over there, it's really about the conversion. People have to understand instantly what your what the app is about, and it should be also in like in a very compelling kind of way. Because when you look at the, the big brands, what they are doing within the app store, when you look at the profiles of Tinder, of Spotify, of you know like all those big brands, they're putting a lot of effort into also optimizing their screenshots uh, to a um, nearly endless amount, I would say, making it very emotional emotional and making it also very appealing to their target audience and i think that you know in in today's world this is somehow the standard and uh, i think the 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 number one answer to the question hey why is my app not getting any downloads is because it's exactly lacking this kind of emotional hey this is awesome i want to try out this app because this looks looks really nice and i just want to you know like test it to really get this feeling in the people having a look at the app store page
0: And I said, I think what you said was so important is that most people are not downloading as many apps anymore, and so they're getting really picky. And I feel like the the most important thing that people have to start doing is researching what people are into, researching where there's where there's a gap in the market. And you know, I've worked with so many meditation apps, Thomas, where it's like, mm. what makes you different, right? And I think what Simple Habit did really well is like, hey, we're going to be five minutes, and that's it. You know, you get nothing more. We're only, we're going to do five minutes. If you want more, we have a few, but we're going to do five minutes. So you got to kind of figure out where the gap in the market is before you can start thinking about keywords and all this other stuff that you go after. Yeah.
1: yeah I Totally second this opinion. Yes. Uh, that's totally true. Uh, I think it's really about, uh, you know, uh, like when we, we see it in the influencer marketing space, you know, like, well, everything is shifting towards to micro influencers, meaning, you know, like smaller, highly targeted people with a very specific target audience that they are reaching through their channels mm-hmm. and really, Creating content exactly for one target audience, so to say. And I think also that the app world is uh, shifting into this direction, not so heavy like uh, micro influencer marketing, but you know, uh, it's, 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 I think it's really about that. If I want to meditate and you know, like if we see, okay, I don't have too much time, then this is something that I'm having a look for. And when I find an app that looks appealing, that gives me with the first uh, sign, uh, with the first, you know, like sentence, some kind of feeling, okay, this doesn't take long and I can do it fast then chances are way higher that I'm going to download this app.
0: I think it's a great analogy, micro-influencers. It's a good one. I wish I thought of that one. <laughs> the, let's, let's move on to more of the search ads type of things. I know that you guys have a service where it's search ads as a service. Can you talk a little bit about that service?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what we did, uh, how did we come to the topic uh, search ads? Uh, something like four years ago, we started creating our own software called AppRadar. AppRadar is an app store optimization tool and now switching a little bit more towards the direction of also integrating Apple search ads. So, becoming not only uh, organic search, but the search in general and helping um, our customers optimizing their apps to get uh, traffic at uh, at uh, good rates and uh, efficient ad spends, let's put it like this. Uh, so what we have been doing uh, over the last couple of weeks was uh, taking all the data that we had in our uh, App Store optimization tool and uh, throwing, at, uh, throwing it at our artificial intelligence that we also built something like one and a half years ago. Being the first ones that built something like that in the market, we also have a patent running on it. Um, and then we were also, you know, like trying to find out how can we merge these topics, our data, with our artificial intelligence, and move it over to the topic search ads. And this is what we're uh, currently doing, uh, developing our own uh, Apple search ads AI. And currently, I have to say, the the results that we have seen is. Um, in the first step, I would say different because it's uh, what we figured out is that uh, Apple search ads really performs completely different. Uh, looking at the, on the one hand, the, the category that your app or also that your game is in and then looking at the different pricing tiers and things like that. So what we figured out is that every case out there is, is somehow quite unique. So, uh, this involves, you know, like a lot of testing and therefore, we're also very happy that we are making such a good progress with our AI because this is taking like a lot of time when it comes to the topic uh, testing because what we're doing is uh, really hard to do manually. Let's put it like this.
0: And what is it? Is it focused primarily on, I guess, keyword research? Would it be negative keywords? What would you say is your, like, the AI is really focused on?
1: Yeah, so uh, in the first step, what we're currently focusing on is the topic campaign setup. So this means really the topic keyword research where we want to figure out, you know, like what are the most relevant keywords for an app and how well are those converting and where can I get more of the converting ones and where can I get less, you know, like or which ones should I kick out, so to say, out of the campaign. And this is what we're running on an automated way. So really uh, uh, double checking this uh, and uh, by doing so making very, uh, you know, like uh, laser targeted keyword uh sparks for apple search ads
0: so is it just connecting to my search ads campaign and then you guys do the rest thomas
1: yeah exactly so um right at the moment we're in a in a a beta phase in a closed beta phase so uh, there is a the the setup process is a little bit uh, more complicated let's put it like this (laughs) but uh, generally speaking it's exactly that in the end (laughs)
0: that's awesome man the now you guys actually do google uac too talk Tell me a little bit about that, because I feel like having talked to a few people about Google UAC, and it's usually the bigger guys I'm talking to, Thomas, but they say it's like a huge black box, like nobody knows what's happening. You upload some assets and you kind of just let Google do its thing.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really a crazy thing, and I. I, I think that when Google uh, first announced USC, you know, like there was also a lot of uh, screaming. I would say somehow in the market, uh, understandable yeah. because uh, you know you're putting a lot of uh, money into advert in, in, in you know like running ads, and then you don't know where do these ads actually run. So I would say this is understandable uh on the on the other hand but i also have to say that uh, i think google is making quite a nice job because uh, when you look at uh, the google play store for example when you look at all the different um, you know like platforms that are already within the the google network so something like admob for example or others out there they're having a lot of and I mean really a lot of uh, different ad spaces and I think it's you know like nearly undoable for a human being you know like to really uh, optimize and to track and you know like to upload all the stuff for all the different ad spaces that Google has in their universe. So I would say from a usability point of view, I think it's a nice move. Yes, on the other hand, uh, they could probably give more data back to the to the people actually running the ads and actually you know like paying money for it. Uh, that's uh, something that, uh, I would also second, but on the other hand, yes, it's, I think it's uh, really nice because you can get very easy to good results when you somehow figured it out how to start with.
0: <laughs> I know one of the things that you guys were focused on, like you said, we've known each other for so long, just talking to each other online, but You guys always focused on more of like being a platform where, Hey, we want to work with developers who have localization, who needs to distribute to multiple app stores and a a friend of mine, he does that. He's like, Hey, you know, I need this tool that allows me to upload screenshots, to all the app stores and make it easy. So you're not like, you know, picking down all this stuff. And you guys have this like localization editor, right?
1: Yes exactly. So this is this was something that uh, right from the beginning and I would also say that this is really the core DNA of our product. We always I would say also comes a little bit from, you know, I'm from Austria and we have the German mentality over here so it's you know like optimizing efficiency and you know like all those things that are coming very natural to me. So in the beginning and core of our product is that we were always looking at the workflow and we were always asking ourselves the questions how can we optimize the app store optimization workflow to help you know like our users get the best results also giving them the data they need to access but don't overfill them with data that actually they don't you know like really need or that doesn't answer questions and to really streamline this process. And one of the things that you just mentioned is really that with AppRater, you can connect your apps, no matter if they are for the Play Store or if they are for the Apple App Store, and you can manage them in this one centralized spot where you can manage all the metadata, where you can get feedback, where you can check, uh, and where you can manage all your localizations very easily and also very workflow-optimized.
0: That's very cool. I know that was a big thing for you for making sure that you guys had that. Hey, from a localization perspective, from the data that you guys have seen, or maybe talking to certain clients, like what have you guys seen work really well from there? Cause I've, I've had a few friends who would localize everything, Thomas, and then spend tens of thousands of dollars and not see a lick in downloads. Now I have friends who swear by it. It was like localization is perfect. It drives so much growth for us, tripled our downloads. Where do you fall with localization? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really uh, interesting topic. I, I would say it, it really depends uh, once again on which app and how international is your use case and things like that. So uh, if you have you know like a very super targeted app, for example, that is giving you I don't know the the menus of restaurants in San Francisco, then you know like localizing it, it doesn't make too much sense. Maybe you know, like in some of the languages that are also you know like uh, very present uh, these days in San Francisco. But, you know, like it probably won't make sense if you you translate it into uh, Vietnamese, for example. So um, I think it's really depending on the use case of your app. And when you do the localization, uh, one of the things that uh, we uh, suggest also, um, you know, like some kind of, um, saving budget when it comes to the topic localization is to first test by, uh, you know, like localizing the, the app store presence. So meaning the title, the subtitle and the, the description as well as the screenshots, but only this content. And then you'll like see if you're getting more traction from these countries. And if yes, then in the second step, you know, like think of localizing the complete app because, uh, this is where most of the money goes, I would say <laughs> from our experience
0: next thing i want to move on to is running a SaaS company and how's that been like for you because we've known each other and i've seen app radar just through the different iterations before i do i know you're coming out with a free plan talk to me about yeah, the exactly. free plan of app radar
1: yeah uh so uh yeah uh, the, uh, when we started uh, so let's say when we released the first version of app radar this was something like a little bit more than three years ago we started with a free plan now uh, fast forward three years later we're going to switch back and also uh, adopt our business model, the freemium. Um, the reason why we want to do this is because we are, you know, like uh, we really are brave that we uh, created a really cool product that is helping our users, that is helping a lot of people out there. But we also had, you know, this kind of barrier where we saw that there is, you know, like some kind of. Uh, something people stopping to get there, especially when you're starting out with uh, your app or with your first game, you don't have too much money and you don't want to spend it on tools in the beginning. So this is how we also want to support the community, also of the newer guys coming to the game and supporting them. So this is one of the reasons why we're also going to release a free plan. And this is also something that we're very you know, like, uh, uh, happy about, and we're celebrating in our team. And yeah, that's really cool.
0: <laughs> I know it's out by the time you guys are hearing it. So go check it out. App radar.com. But tell me what we get with the free plan, Thomas. Cause is it limited? Like I know one of the things that when I, when I was using AppRadar, radar, I just love the UI. So tell me what the pl- free plan gets us like 20 keywords or, do you know any specifics on that?
1: Yeah, so the the free plan will give you, you know, like a really good package. So you will have everything that you need uh, if you're starting out with optimizing your first two apps, I would say. Uh, So it will have enough keywords for you to track and it comes with all the features that that are also available in in our paid plans. The only limitation is that uh, some of our search ads related features are not available within the free plan. Uh, But, uh, you know, if you want to activate them, it's no problem. You can easily upgrade your account and also access them. But this is where we really want to push an awesome product that can help you, especially in the beginning, helping setting up your App Store presence. Making it sexy, uh, getting it out there in the store, uh, analyzing the data, figuring out uh, how to get better, how to optimize, and uh, getting a lot of uh, support from our AI along the way. So I think it's a really compelling package. And yeah, uh, as mentioned, we're really happy to push it out.
0: Hey, Thomas, who's who's the designer? Who's the lead designer? Is it Daniel? Is it Christian? Who's the one figuring out all the designs? Because I think your UI is amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for that. Uh, This is Daniel. Uh, nice. And yes, I can only second this. Uh, it's it's really it's really great what he, uh, his, you know, like UX and UI skills. Uh, I think they're really, really awesome.
0: I have to confess something. When I was redesigning at masters.com, I was kind of poking around the web and I was like, App Radar is beautiful. I loved your guys' homepage. I was like, how can I adopt some of this? I love the white space They use the white space. So I was like, I got to adopt some of this with whatever I'm doing. So I got to, I got to confess that I was looking at your website a lot when I was redesigning app masters a little more.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sure Daniel will be very happy to hear this one. Here in the podcast.
0: Some people hate it. <laughs> They're like, don't, you? we spent thousand dollars on Daniel, man. Don't be like copying some of this stuff.
1: <laughs> Oh, no,
0: that's fine, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to talk to about the, like just running a SaaS company, because I think you know, yeah. as people who run agencies, we're always like, oh, man, I would love to run a SaaS company. This would be my end goal." Like, talk to me about just some of the ups and downs that you've gone through.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think the, the the challenges are quite obvious when you're switching over because we're also in the beginning uh, were were more on the agency side and then decided, okay, let's build our own SaaS product and then let's fully focus on this SaaS product uh i mean the the beginning is quite obvious uh you're starting from scratch more or less because you have a product you you have some initial traction you get in some money, but you know like it this won't you know uh be enough in the beginning because you have to fully focus on understanding your product you have to understand your target audience you have to find your niche you have to adopt to the challenges to the market and everything so I think uh, uh looking at it uh, from uh, you know, a little bit in the distance, I feel very connected also with people out there that are building their own app or that are building their own game uh, because I think the challenges are when you break it down quite quite similar it's you know like where can I attract users, who is my target audience, who can I help out there, and how can I monetize them and how can I you know, like uh, build this in some kind of scalable way so the challenges are quite similar, I would say if you start an app business. Uh, um, so it's, it's interesting. I would say, yeah? yeah, interesting. And, uh, yeah,
0: you have any regrets? Like, oh man, agency was so much easier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to say uh, maybe a little bit because, uh, this is also what we figured out, uh, especially when you build out a SaaS product. And I have to say that, you know, back in the days, uh, when we started also with the conception of the product, I mean, this is four years ago uh app store optimization was by far not uh, such a known topic like it is nowadays so it was all you know like in the beginning quite heavy to find uh, this i would say mix between creating a product uh, that helps but on the other hand is you know like not overwhelming and uh, isn't overloaded so that it really also helps your users understanding the product and also achieving their goals uh so i think this is really one of the challenges that are out there and uh, also when you grow the the challenge more or less stays the same, I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's easier because, you know, heck, if I wanted to change something, it's really just like changing a couple of lines on a presentation or a proposal, right? And kind of modifying the services we offer. Whereas you have to deal with the product, the technology. So it is what you said, like very similar to running an app business. And, you know, having done apps, like I always empathize with the founder or the app builder. It's like, dude, that stuff is hard and running a SaaS business is hard. Like what I do, I would say is a lot easier because I can modify and shift some things around. But what you guys are doing is really hard.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 you know, like it really needs a lot of, uh, I would say insights in the market and into the target audience. We're also talking a lot with our customers, also trying to get as much feedback as possible to really understand their needs and also, you know, like to create a product that is helping them. Because in the end, that's, uh, what's, you know, like going to lead to success because it's very important that you also get the feedback from the market and, uh, also adopt to the cha- challenges that, you know, like app guys and also game guys have out there
0: i love that tip is there any other tip because thomas like i, I tried it trying to do another business with copymasters And we, like you said, in the very beginning, it's like, we're getting some money, but not a lot, but we're learning a lot. What would be another tip? Because it is sort of like a SaaS, but it's not a product. It's a service that I'm offering, mm-hmm. but as a service so service as a service. But like, what advice would you give beyond like talking to your market, like really understanding your market, getting feedback? What other advice would you have for someone like me trying to build a quote unquote SaaS product? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, so I would say one, one of the biggest learnings that I probably had uh, during this journey was, uh, really trying to differentiate between what is something that is, you know, like really unique at our end. What is the, the core value, so to say, that we can prepare or uh, that we can create and that we can offer. And then trying to, you know, like somehow try to uh, strike out everything else that is not attributing to this core value and then trying to outsource this, the stuff around. Um, to people that are really good at the other other stuff around. So as, you know, like some random example, I don't know when it comes to the topic uh, hosting a website. Yes, we are technical guys. We, we have technical background. Uh, we are hosting all our information on our own server infrastructure and things like that. But also for us, it was, you know, we're now running on WordPress, our website. And for us, it was also, yeah, we are not WordPress experts. So why should we, you know, like try to, to get it done, uh, let's try to find experts that can help us with this topic because it will be in the end uh, way more cost efficient and faster, and it will also help us uh, keeping our focus on the, the things that we are really good at and the things that we want to push in the market.
0: That's awesome. So, man. Uh,
1: yeah. This, is, this would be one of the, the, the things uh, that I learned and that I would also highly advise, yes. So
0: you've worked with some amazing brands, you got Tinder, you got Microsoft. How are you able to build these partnerships with, the, with these amazing brands?
1: Um, the, the thing is what I have to say, you know, like when it comes to big brands, it's, it's really awesome, but the bigger the brand, the the slower it moves normally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have to say that I'm, I'm personally I really don't want to say anything about against them because they are awesome. And they, you know, there, there's a reason why Microsoft is Microsoft and uh, probably known by nearly everybody around the world. Uh, there is a reason in the back. Uh, they're super awesome. But for me personally, you know, it's, it's more, I would say, uh, also what drives me and what motivates me is when I see other studios that are somehow in like uh, positively exploding. You know, like this moment when you see, OK, something really, really big is currently happening or something is getting really a lot of traction. Um, one of the, the stories that I would like to share is the story about iTranslate. iTranslate is the second biggest translation app on this planet after Google uh, Translate. They have a north to 100 million downloads and uh, are really smashing it within the App Store. And, you know, when I started working together with Alex, uh, I think we first met something like five years ago, the CEO of of iTranslate. Uh, It was, you know, like building up this relationship and I was really seeing his past, you know, like from this one app that was already good. Uh, They were already uh, presented during the Apple keynotes as one of their best practices apps and things like that. Uh, so the, the, you know, like there was already distraction and momentum going on. And, uh, last year they exited the company to the company behind Tinder. And this was, you know, like this is the things that also that drives me like that personally attaches me a lot because, you know, like this was a guy that I, a good friend of mine that I spent a lot of time with and, uh, I was able to. Not only see, but also to somehow participate in this journey, and you know, like this is this is the thing also that gets me going. Let's put it like this.
0: I do. I completely agree. I have a friend of mine where you know we worked together, we grew their downloads, and you know he was tiny back then, and now he's like. We emailed back and forth, he's like 2.7 million downloads and using some of the growth hacks. And then, you know, some YouTube comment was like, hey, using some of your tips, here's what my app has done. He put a little screenshot. I was like, well, that's freaking amazing. You know, during the tough times (laughs) of entrepreneurship, it's one of these, it's getting messages like these. I started saving these, Thomas, just to have my phone. So when I have a rough day, I'm like, look back on these things to help you make you feel better.
1: That's, that's really, that's a really, that's something that I'm going to copy now from you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the least I can do for looking at your website and trying to copy some of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Hey brother. So anything else you want to cover before we hit the big finish? And I ask you for your favorite app.
1: Um, I think uh, yeah, there actually there is something that I really want to cover um, for for the guys uh, listening to the show that are going to attend uh, the Nordic Game in in Sweden in Malmö. Uh, I'm going to have a speaking slot over there on I think it's Thursday. And I'm going to talk about the topic abstract optimization for games. So to all your listeners from Sweden that are around the area, it would be great to also meet them there and uh, also to meet them in person.
0: Well, let him, let Thomas know if you go up to him that you heard it on this podcast. Let's see if there's anybody. Hopefully one person comes up.
1: <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, hopefully. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Thomas, this has been absolutely amazing, man. But let's go to the big finish. Give us one app that we definitely have to check out.
1: I mean, I have to say uh, uh, this is also, you know... Uh, just such a super fanboy of Supercell, because uh, I also come from from a gaming history. Uh, you know, like when I was a kid, I was the kid always sitting in front of the computer and playing computer games. And I have to say that my favorite app at the moment is Brawl Stars, because it's just uh, so challenging, uh, competitive. And uh, yeah, they made a super awesome job by creating this game. So highly recommend it to every game out there
0: my son loves that game man so you should play with yeah. him. <laughs> dude, i gotta you get into it too again. i know he talks about it all the time dude when we're driving that's all they talk about it's funny <laughs> yeah
1: uh, it's it's really amazing you should also play it Steve. <laughs> i will i will i
0: could get it into parent corner man but like my son will facetime with his friends and play a game and they'll be like they hear so much background noise, but they'll be, they will be—they can hear each other. And I just don't get it. I'm like, w- w- there's so much background noise, <laughs> but you guys are playing Brawl Stars together and you guys are talking at a restaurant. I'm like, what is going on? How do these guys focus? But they can focus. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, Thomas, what's a lesson that took you the longest to learn?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say... Um, taking too long time for decisions is uh this is something that i had to learn uh, somehow the hard way you know like maybe you notice uh, this you know like this feeling uh maybe i should decide or i should write back or i should agree to this offer or i should do that or i should do that and then like it's Uh, I'm gonna decide tomorrow about this, and then oh no, let's decide the the next week weekend, things like that. And you know, like in the end, it's uh, you still have to do the decision, but it will be harder the the longer you, you know, like uh, will take time for it. So I would say uh, making decisions faster is uh, also one of the things that I had to learn the hard way, and is probably also very good learning.
0: (laughs) I love it, man. Well, it is AppRadar.com. Buy, go check out the free plan. They are gonna give you a ton of features one of the best things i love about app radar is that keyword research tool they can show you a lot of times like i have to figure out different hacks app radar is going to use their ai to really do that keyword research for you so that you don't have to do this hacky way that i do app radar will take care of it they got a free plan that will compete with any free paid plan out there once again it is appradar.com thomas if the audience wants to follow up with you personally say thank you for coming on besides trying to meet you at the nordic games where else do you want to send them
1: um yeah uh, to uh, to our website on the one hand and also to our youtube channel uh this is also something that i want to offer you now live on this call steve cool. uh, would be really awesome if we could do some kind of youtube collaboration and yeah let's let, make a movie together and also uh, let's continue this discussion i would say
0: done and done my friend i awesome. look, we, we had a relationship for a long time so i really appreciate you I admire you i'm grateful to have you in the network as well once again guys appradar.com. Thomas, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man.
1: Thank you very much, Steve. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat.
1: Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.